I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to a special VGC podcast with Ben Starr, the star of Final Fantasy 16 and a good friend of mine. How are you doing, Ben? I'm doing really, really well now that I'm talking to you. It's, it's launch week, mate. How are you feeling? Uh, I am. I don't really know how I'm feeling, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> it is. It's so crazy and such a whirlwind. Um, so many things are happening all at once. You know, the, uh, just a, you know, a couple of hours ago, they announced that Clive Rossfield's sword is going to be on display at the Tower of London. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, wow, they, they're, this game is is everywhere. I get messages from people saying, this is Clive on the side of a bus or this is Clive on a, a huge 3D billboard. Um, it's it's kind of crazy and, I, and I'm not really taking it all in. I'm just aware that stuff's happening to me and just pushing on through. But it's, it's pretty cool. Mm, are you going to ask for that sword once the occupation for the month is finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tie myself to the sword until they until they give it to me and take it home. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you presume uh, you're the start of a Final Fantasy game. You're going to be getting merch made of you for or of your character for the foreseeable. Are you the type of person to get all of that as soon as it comes out? Uh, yeah. So I'm the only reason I'm doing this game is for the merch. I don't yeah. care about the game. I don't care about the art. I'm all about the free stuff. Um, I yeah I yeah I, I've already got so much merch. I mean, I've already I'm wearing the nice. um, the free pin here. Um, I I love it. I just think it's all really cool, and it's actually it's all really good quality. Like, uh, there's another pin of the Rosarian crest, which I think insert coin have got, which is really neat. And I said I've agreed that I'm going to get a a tattoo of it um, nice. when the game comes out because it's just been such a huge part of my life, um, and I just want something to remember it by. But yeah, if I if I don't get a tattoo, then I'm going to have thousands of pounds worth of free merchandise in my in my cupboard um i'm angling for the for the clive rossfield um cardboard cutout that they yeah. got yeah that's what i really want i mean if anyone's gonna get it it feels like it should be you um it must be a weird situation wherein obviously you record bits of this game for years you know you know you're in it you know you're doing it can't say a thing and then like on the lead up to launch it's just constant it's everywhere is that a bit jarring like what's that like hugely jarring uh, i um i couldn't talk about this for so long and about four or five people knew that i was doing this um and then suddenly everyone knows that i'm doing this and um the posters are everywhere and you know go from i'm just doing this video game to final fantasy 16 is is plastered on everything across london around the world it it feels so crazy that this this private thing is now not just being shared with people, it's being forcibly thrown at them from all <laughs> angles. Um, if you didn't know about Final Fantasy 16 before, you you will by the by the time this week's over. Um, and uh, that is really really crazy. And I and I I'm not struggling with it, but I just I'm I'm kind of having to catch up and be like, oh wow, yeah, no, no, no. I feel feel be present for this moment. You know, be be aware that this is happening to you. Really take it in because this only happens. Well, 
once in your life, really. It'll never happen to me again, so it's a very cool thing. Are you nervous at all about people getting their hands on it? Am I nervous? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think if um, I'm nervous because I just, it's been some, my work on it is quite personal to me, and I think I put a lot of myself into it, that I, it's always nervous offering a bit of yourself to people and saying, have a go. But I feel that I'm really confident in what we've done um, and that it will resonate with people. And even if it doesn't resonate with everyone, the fact is there are going to be people out there who it does. And I'm, I'm really proud of that. And even the reception to the demo is, is enough for me, you know, that I've had people message me saying how much even that small section has, has hit them. And I think that we're on, you know, we're doing the right thing. If that, if just two hours of the game can make people feel that, you know, you've got tens, tens of hours left, hundreds of hours, if you're going to play it, play it until it's done, you know, it's, it's a, yeah, I'm, I'm, of course I'm nervous. I wouldn't be human if I didn't say I was nervous about it, but um, I'm, I'm confident that, you know, there are going to be people out there who really, really, really enjoy it. And it means a lot to them. You mentioned the demo that was released. There was kind of an, an overwhelming reaction to it on social media. What do you think a demo like that serves to a game like Final Fantasy 16? Because you don't see a lot of them these days. I feel like demos were much more prevalent back in the day, especially yeah. for a game of this size to put out a good chunk of it. What do you think that did for the game? It raised it in the public consciousness like I, I didn't even imagine. Um, I, I, I found it overwhelming watching just these huge um streamers play this game who wouldn't normally pick up a final fantasy game i think that this franchise over over the past couple of decades has does come with a, a sense of it having an incredibly strong fan base it being a very important legacy franchise but maybe it has struggled to bring in lots of new people before and i think this demo showed how uh, important final fantasy can be in the public consciousness and how it is still a franchise that can resonate with people and mainly because of the story yeah. you know people i think people were really taken with the story and the honesty and a bit of the brutality that happens there and, you know, it ends on a real cliffhanger and then it says, thank you for playing. And I just <laughs> see so many people say, thank you for playing. Thank you for playing. Um, <laughs> it's just got a great hook. Um, yeah. And it's it's such a it's such a statement opening. It says this is Final Fantasy 16. This is the story that we want to tell. This is how we're going to tell it. Get on board this roller coaster. Um And I think because it's very unapologetic in that vision, it's resonated with a lot of people and and the. Uh, yeah people who i would never imagine playing it they they're doing it now and that's really cool well i have finished final fantasy 16 oh have I'm, you i'm one of the people on earth that finished final fantasy 16 at the time of recording and i wanted to to talk about so obviously it's a lot of this game's very heavy it's, it's it gets very serious it gets very deep but then you'll have moments that are kind of off to the side that are a bit more levity a bit more light and it can be a, a pretty funny game how did you balance that? Because Clive's a pretty serious character. Yeah. And in some games, when you take that serious character and put him in the kind of lighthearted side quest, it's a bit strange, but it, it seemed to work in this. Was that uh, was that difficult for you to change the voice? Because it's a very kind of like, it's a very action hero voice. It is a very action hero voice, isn't it? Uh, I would say that the way this game is designed allows for Clive to exist uh, his personality shine through in different ways. So um, in a lot of the plot stuff, we really hit the emotional core of what Clive's going through. We really understand uh, what his wants are, what his needs are, and he shows a lot of that intense vulnerability. And that's where we really hit that. 
But when you go to the side quests, it's not really about Clive. It's about the world. It's about the people that exist in this world. And so Clive is essentially the straight man, is is the window into other people's stories. So you will have people that will be uh, that will have more investment in this particular thing. Clive is being asked to go off his own story and be a part of someone else's. And so actually, it's quite easy. You just go right. I am the window into this. Um, and it allows for that comedic element where often you'll get Clive being a fish out of water, doing something that he wouldn't normally do in his own quest. And so you just ask the question, what would Clive do in this scenario? And if he's asked to, you know, help a baker out of a flunk, you know, <laughs> that's that's what he'll do. Um, and uh, I felt very fortunate that I didn't need to worry too much when it came to the side quest because that it's not Clive's story. You can have an opinion on it. You know, there's there's those moments in in Sam Breck really early on where where Clive does have an opinion on on how bearers are treated, and there are moments where um, Clive will will not hold back in what he thinks of certain people. Um, but ultimately, um, it's it's about those people, and he can be the straight man to the very funny, very eccentric individuals. You know, like a historian might take you on a journey through this world, and he might get a little bit annoyed that he's being taken on a wild goose chase. But it's fun to do. Yeah. And I was also thinking about, in terms of you're with Clive the entire time, and obviously in the combat as well, you're hearing his voice a lot. How conscious yeah. of were you of making sure that the voice can hold up for 40, 50, 60 hours without getting great into the player? Was it like, we need to have a voice that's memorable, but not so over the top kind of thing? Yeah, I don't know. Is that I didn't know what the thinking was. We just kind of jumped, jumped in with all hands, all feet, and just saw what happened, really. I think... Um, we would play the moment, I think, mm. in everything. Like the voice kind of developed and you can see like he does, he has kind of a, a tone that exists down here a lot of the time. But also, you know, when he's talking to different people in different moments, it does change. It does. You do see that facade and that mask break. And it was allowing ourselves to go to those places so it doesn't feel like it's just a singular one note thing. Um, I... Yeah, the 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 combat noises, you know, come tighten all of these things. They, I really, I really like how he isn't just so reserved. There is this kind of real sense of aggression and passion that comes when he's in combat. You get you get that real kind of action heroy in the moment. Yeah, yeah. All, all of those noises, which were a killer to do. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, from from what I played, I think it, I think it pays off, and it isn't. I don't think it is too repetitive, actually, um, considering how much action there is in the game. I think sometimes you can get used to hearing the phrases again and again and again. I mean, hey, sick and toggle, I'm sure you hear that a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, I I liked how much bandwidth Clive was given to express himself in the moments that mattered. And, and when they mattered, I think, it, I think it shines through. When you're doing those kind of grunts and attack noises, was that... Were you given just general uh, guidelines or was that very tightly scripted or were you given a bit of improvisation there? Uh, they would say to me, we need we need a, a light jump here or we need a heavy attack. And I would give them a load of noises. And I've played yeah. so many video games in my life. I, I know what noises they require from me. <laughs> uh, the icon powers were more specific and we actually held off on the icon powers until I could actually see them in situ. So they showed me, you know, uh, essentially the equivalent of Clive in the Aretta Stone, mm. you know, um, doing those powers. And then I would voice them as as I saw them. But we also, under under the direction, decided that the way Clive would f vocalize these powers would be 
um, related to the element themselves, but also how he felt about the icon itself and the dominant who wielded it. And so that was a far more considered choice, which you probably don't notice when you're playing it because you're in the midst of combat, but it was something that we just thought we would add on to it to make, to give it that extra bit of flavor. Mm. It does. It's, it's interesting. Actually, I hadn't thought of it from that perspective, especially when when you're getting the icons, they're they're pretty spread apart. So you're spending a lot of time like getting very used to to one or two of them. You're hearing the same thing pretty frequently. So when it when it changes up, um, it's very, it's a very difficult game to talk about because <laughs> so yeah. much that goes on that it's like sworn there secrecy. Is, Don't want of to course, <laughs> there's so much. There's so much that goes on in this game, and I can't wait. You know, for. Uh, for when it's out and everyone's talking about it and everyone knows all the spoilers and we can talk about it freely because I've just had to be so cagey about talking, talking around it. There was this fear that, you know, the trailers maybe revealed too much. And I kept saying, don't worry, you haven't seen it all. And yeah. what I like is that reviewers are now saying, oh yeah, you haven't seen it all. A lot of stuff happens in this game. It's a, it's a very epic, an epic story that starts off in one place and definitely doesn't end in the same place at all. Yeah. We've been, uh, the people that I know who have also been reviewing it have been all texting each other being like, do you get to this bit? Do you get to this bit? Like it's, yeah. it's just one of the kind of water cooler type games. And I think it's interesting when it's coming out right at the end of June, it's basically got the whole summer to kind of dominate the, the conversation. What are your plans for playing through it? Are you just going to like go and buy a copy on, well, I presume you wouldn't have to buy a copy on PS5, or are you just going to get a normal copy, play through it start to finish, or have yeah. you been like chipping away at it? I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get a, a copy and play it privately. It's yeah. it's a it's a it's a journey that's so private to me. So I'm gonna play it on my own time. Um, a lot of people said, "Are you gonna stream it?" And I thought, "No, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm just gonna play it." I also think I'll be a terrible streamer because I am the person who, whenever you get landed in a position, will immediately turn around and look for a chest. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just not an entertaining player of video games. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna kind of lock myself in a room and and play it privately um yeah yeah and we'll see i mean the, i i know what happens i know what yeah the i suppose <laughs> um, you don't even worry about that exactly so i don't have to worry about have being spoiled in the game but um i do think there are going to be some lovely moments to to see that we worked on and see them in kind of like in full situation that's going to be fun um a couple of couple of weeks ago maybe like a few months ago now koji and i sat down in a room in his hotel room and just watched loads of the major cut sequences i just said oh can i watch this can i watch this and he showed me you know then with Sokens music and it was really cool to watch and he and i were just going to be there for half an hour and i think we ended up being there for like two hours just watching more <laughs> and more of it um because it was it was fun to see something that we've worked on come to life with um with all the graphics in place and all of the music it was really fun because as opposed to a player when you're talking about a random sword in the game that is just talking about a sword but to you that's oh i remember the day i recorded that this happened in my normal life this was what was going on here like yeah it's such an insane time capsule for you it's such a weird time capsule especially when i come to certain side missions um i remember getting to a side mission and then just texting a lot of my a lot of my friends who worked on the game being like we're here and then we just have memories of that side mission or there would be a, a cut sequence that would have taken us ages to record and, and i just think god i remember where i was at that point in my life because we did it for four years it's just a, a blast from the past every single time and um I'm interested when I play it to see if I can enjoy it in the, I won't be able to enjoy it in the same way I'll enjoy it in a different way um but yeah I'm it's it's going to be it's going to be a wild ride having just constant reminders of where I was over the past 4 years um 
And, you know, there are scenes that I remember doing when Susie and I were in the same room together or Ralph and I were in the same room together, like really early on in 2019 when we first started, like those recording sessions where we were actually together. A lot of that stuff that you see with Sid is us in the same room, you know, mm. doing, doing the travel banter, doing the, doing that kind of back and forth, um, which is, which is neat. And it'll just kind of bring me back immediately to, to that time when I first started young, innocent Ben, how little he knew <laughs> of what was going to happen in the future. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, now you're, you've been like the, the, the front-facing man for this game pretty much up there with, with Yoshi P. What were the events like in LA? You, you were all over the place. I was all over the place, wasn't I? Oh, yeah. wow. Um, basically because I wanted to, you know, I think that um, I am in a fortunate position that I love video games and I love this franchise. So I will happily step out and talk about it because it's something that I'm just so proud of. Um, and also it's an opportunity for me to talk to people like you to introduce myself to people whose work that I admire and whose work that I have followed for years from the shadows you know just as a fan as a, <laughs> as a player you yeah. know i i haven't been able to talk about this so and I, I could hardly go up going hi you don't know me but i'm going to play a character in a video game at some point in the future that i can't tell you about um it's been so wonderful to get to meet people who i i really really look up to and talk to about something that i'm really passionate about and it's been as much as it is tiring to do i would gladly do it 10 times over um and so yeah talking to talking to you talking to kind of funny easy allies friends per second these people whose their insight into the industry is so important to me that i get to kind of speak to them on a on a an even keel i mean it's it's very reciprocated i feel like we can on our side we can sniff out when people are like into games for the sake of like the pr cycle of their specific game but with you it's like i saw there was an article because you gave some random indie rpg a shout out and that became like an article on twitter chained so, echoes yeah yeah well, there we go. Chained, there's a second shout out for chained echoes um, yeah ch am i allowed to say that am i allowed to say that on here chained, you can just... go ahead yeah yeah chained echoes is <laughs> is such a banger i think i i heard about chained echoes because i was listening to the besties podcast mm -hmm. and they mentioned it and i went oh that seems really interesting and then i just saw a lot of people it kind of missed a lot of people's game of the year because it came out towards the tail end and i think it's free on game pass well at no extra cost on game pass yeah. but i played it i played it on playstation got it for 20 quid and it was the best 20 quid I'd, I'd ever spent it's such a cool rpg the leveling up system's really interesting you get these grimoire shards you know you get to instead of instead of just like fighting random enemies you you level up every time you defeat a boss um 
it, the music is amazing. It's got a great 2D art style, a bit like Chrono Trigger. Um, yeah, that's big words re- evoking Chrono Trigger. That's that's pretty you can't, serious. You can't avoid it. It's so Chrono Trigger all over it. You know, it's it's got the DNA of Chrono Trigger. So you know, is, is it as good as Chrono Trigger? We'll see. But it, you know, it's um it's a really good game, and the music is amazing. Very nice. Well, uh, once this once the cycle of 16 is dying down i'm going to get you on the normal podcast just to talk about whatever games you're playing that week get get you yeah. in there to, to be a, a correspondent oh i have things to say don't worry <laughs> i have opinions that i'll share with you so now you're in the final fantasy family if they see if they do another decidia or something like that and they ask you to come back are you straight away no questions asked it's clive your man forever yeah i i don't think square enix is going to be able to get rid of me yeah. um i'm i'm in it now unfortunately you've, you've you've hired me and i'll never leave um i would um i don't know what the future holds at all and that's the most exciting part is that even though i've come to the end of this journey with clive currently the fact is that this the, when the game comes out he gets into other people's hands other people get to enjoy him and he's going to live a completely new life um and who knows what will happen and Mm. um that's really really exciting that that sense of the unknown is is kind of cool that people have said oh you're gonna feel really sad when it's over i'm like it's not over it's this is the this is the start of of clive's journey and how people are going to embrace him in the pantheon of final fantasy characters because for some people this will be their first and like clive will become some people's cloud and you have to take that on for the rest of your career like people coming up yeah. to you and be like you're the first final fantasy main character i ever saw like mm-hmm. that's be. cool that's yeah. cool like i know the power of that as i've said many many times final fantasy 8 is the game that changed my life squall is the character who was my first protagonist and the idea that Clive will be someone's first protagonist is really cool, and that I will have played a, a part in in introducing these people to the the expansive worlds of Final Fantasy is um is really special. Is <laughs> yeah. really really special because um, I I know what a profound effect it had on me, and there are going to be so many new people who jump into this and and. I get to help take them on this on this journey is pretty neat. So when are we getting you in the armor? It's a very, very good question. It's yeah. a very good question. I actually pitched to Yoshi P that he should get in the armor and I will dress up as Torgle. Nice. Um, and I think he might be receptive to it. Um, I mean... I would love to... I, I would love to get in the, the full Clive gear. I want to do it properly. Um, and I imagine you will see me in cosplay by the end of the year. Um, Let's just a, say that a bloody better. If I don't, yeah, be, you I'll will be, specifically. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna go and do a private session. I'll send you loads of photos and say these are just for you. Excellent. Yeah, that's, got that's it. what I expected. That's 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 my payment for having you having you on this broadcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Ben. You have even more podcasts to go and do. You're 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 the man about town at the minute. But I mean, oh, yeah. you only get to be only sixteen. Well, not even 16 people because the first couple of games didn't have voices, but only a certain amount of people have been the lead character in a Final Fantasy game. So, yeah, bloody enjoy yeah, it. I will do. And thank you, thank you for having me on. It's of course, very cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you back uh, a moment's notice. It'll be, a, it'll be a Thursday morning, half an hour before we record. I'll be like, Ben, can you come on and just what have you been playing this week? Just come on and talk about it. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I, I don't have people to talk about this with. This is again why I'm jumping on a lot of these things. Is yeah. that I, I have a, a wonderful friendship group. Very few 
people in that friendship group actually enjoy video games to the level that I do. So all my podcasts, all my YouTube is just like video game centric. Mm. And the the fact that I would get to kind of express my love of that in this way is, is really, really special. So just call me up anytime, middle of the night, what am I playing? I'll let you know. Thanks so much to Ben for joining us. You can read our full review of Final Fantasy 16 on VGC. Be sure to check out VGC, a video game podcast on all major audio podcast platforms each week. VGC, a video games podcast is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.